From COK Studios in David Green's Pup Tent, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. On today's show, we'll consider our 50th episode, and we'll take a look back to our first episode. We'll also consider the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament with our sports guy, Rick Van Patten, and Cecil the Pontificator. And we'll consider how you can mend a broken heart. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the law firm of O'Brien, Fallon, and Letterman, protecting the interests and jobs of late-night talk show hosts from the dangers of Jay Leno. And the Agnes Hooper Memorial Foundation, reminding all Americans to routinely clean out their lint traps to prevent deadly laundry fires. Visit nofireinthedryer.org. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. Welcome to the 50th episode of Consider Our Knowledge. It's a very exciting day for us here at COK News Headquarters, and we're celebrating this milestone by taking a listen to an excerpt from our very first episode. Indeed. I'm very excited to hear this tape. Well, I think it'll be fun to see how far we've come in the last 50 episodes. Here now is a clip from the very first Consider Our Knowledge ever. Enjoy. It's January 21st, 2013, and this is Consider Our Knowledge. It seems only fitting that we spend this first episode talking about inaugurations. President Obama gets sworn in for his second term today, and that gives us an opportunity to look inside some past inaugurations and consider the little-known facts. Here's the first part in what we hope will be an ongoing series for Consider Our Knowledge. It's about American history, and we're calling it Consider Ourselves. Inauguration Day. It's not only the day on which the president gets sworn in for his new term of office, but a day of national pride that has grown in size and spectacle since George Washington first took the oath at Federal Hall in New York City in 1789. The ceremony has changed over the years, and there's a good deal of largely unknown history surrounding the inauguration ceremony itself. For example, the tradition of the outgoing president attending the inauguration ceremony has not always been upheld. John Adams did not attend the ceremony for Thomas Jefferson in 1801 because of travel difficulties. Woodrow Wilson did not go to the inauguration of Warren G. Harding, but did ride with him to the Capitol building. And Richard Nixon did not attend Gerald Ford's swearing-in in 1974 because he was a dick. Now, the actual oath that the president takes has been the part of the ceremony that has changed the least since 1789. But when George Washington was first sworn in, It is said that he added the phrase, so help me God, which has become an official part of the oath. It's also rumored that after so help me God, Washington added, no takebacks, no erases. Typically, the most anticipated part of the ceremony is the president's inaugural address to the nation. Abraham Lincoln's second address is still held up as one of the best, but it's far from the longest. William Henry Harrison's speech in 1841 was 8,495 words and lasted two hours. Needless to say, when he died 30 days later of pneumonia, people were glad they wouldn't have to sit through any more of his speeches. Since 1953, a luncheon has been held immediately following the ceremony that is attended by leaders of both houses and the new president and vice president. The outgoing president and vice president are not invited, and since 1993, they have gone to Chili's, where they get a complimentary awesome blossom. Wow, 
I can safely say that the show has come a long way. Well, for one thing, I'm on the show now. Well, I'm forced to agree with you there, Cordell. And by the way, thanks for being here to help us celebrate our 50th episode. Our regular co-host, Dinah Jones-Mallow, is off covering the South by Southwest Festival for a report on next week's show. Always happy to fill in, Connor. Well, now that we've recognized our milestone, it's time to talk sports. March Madness begins this week with 68 of the best college basketball teams playing to see who will make it to the Final Four. Here to give us their take on the tournament are the co-hosts of ESPN Radio's Sports Yell, Rick Van Patten and Cecil the Pontificator. Welcome back, gents. Nice to be here. Sup. So, in the field of the 68 teams, which are the ones you think have the best chance of winning? Well, unlike the last few years, there's not a clear-cut number one team. All the teams at the top have their flaws. I agree with Rick. There's not one team that is standing out to me. Even though Wichita State is undefeated, you've got to look at them and ask, who did they play? The answer is, nobody. While they weren't in a very strong conference, the Shockers won all their games, which makes them a very strong contender. I don't think they can run the table and win it all. Obviously, they can't win the tournament. No, probably not. It would be a nice story, though. Obviously. Okay, so who are some teams that might not be on everyone's radar that could make a surprise run to the Final Four? Obviously, there's Michigan State. I like the way those kids play. They're very deep and well-coached, but the most important thing is that they're finally healthy. Wouldn't call Michigan State a surprise team, but I like them as well. I like St. Joe's and New Mexico to make a little noise. Those two teams have a lot of grit and determination. Obviously. Well, I have to say that you two seem to be agreeing a lot today, which is a bit of a surprise. You're also being quite civil to each other, which I must say is a marked departure from how you behave on Sports Yell. Well, last time we were on, Diana told us we needed to tone it down for the public radio audience. Yeah, the lady was all upset when we were yelling and doing our normal thing, so we NPR'd up our debate for today. Well, to be honest, I think we'd all enjoy some of your trademark sports yelling. Really? Please do. Cecil the Pontificator will oblige you. Michigan State has about as good a chance of getting to the Final Four as your grandmother, Cecil. Oh, really? Who do you like, Rick? I bet you think your boys from Arizona are going to win it all, huh? Well, I bet they flame out faster than Paris Hilton's recording career. Is that better, Cordell? Quite. Arizona is forgotten the top about Duke team. and Florida, and yes, I can see I them think having the top a chance two teams to win it all. I take Jabari Arizona Parker is just Michigan a State flat in a out beast. But that's and because Coach I'm not dumber than a bag of rocks like you, Cecil. Good luck with your bracket, Rick. You should just let your wife make your picks for you. Again. Leave Rhonda out of this, Cecil. My bad. That was more like it. You can hear Rick and Cecil every weekday on ESPN Radio. Thank you both, and good luck with your brackets. Thanks. Cecil the Pontificator, out. To close out today's show, we're going to peek behind the curtain at how a top public radio news parody is made with an extended blooper reel. We hope you enjoy it. The Consider Our Knowledge team includes Marianne Wetzel, Emily Clausen, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, Natalie Thorpe, and Libby Mitchell. You can always find more Consider Our Knowledge at our website, considerourknowledge.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at considerourknow and download the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher.com. I'm Connor Bentley. I could even help the two of you if you just ditch your stupid dependence on Ivy League liberals and philosophy degrees who hug trees for... No. 
<laughs> Ivy League liberals who, with philosophy degrees. Yeah, take it from okay. books, <laughs> but seriously, I'm a bit of a PT Bonham. I make stars out of everyone. I could even help you two out if you just ditch your stupid dependence on Ivy League liberals with philosophy degrees who hug trees for a living. That doesn't work either. You're almost there. I could even help the two of you out if you just ditch your stupid dependence on Ivy League liberals with philosophy, with philosophy degrees who hug trees for a living and, and invest in tote bags. Okay. An attendant slips a plastic bag inside a lubricated plastic sleeve around the baby's head. Infiltrate infiltrates <laughs> infiltrates the womb okay all from the safety of cok's Herbert. okay now you have spent a record amount on these olympics do you think that the result <laughs> 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 so I like you're trying to start to say Razzleberry or something. <laughs> Razzleberry. <laughs> Tell me about your Razzleberry book. <clears throat> I see. 